most golfers would like to be able to play where the pros have played. Sadly, we're not going to get on the PGA Tour, not with our skill set. However, you can still play where your heroes have played if you put in a bit of time and effort. This podcast encourages you to follow in the footsteps of giants. Welcome back to another episode of In the Footsteps of Giants, a podcast about all things to do with golf and our never-ending quest to play where the pros have played and our desire to talk about it. Sometimes it feels like endlessly, but uh, we still enjoy it. Tonight's episode is entitled Two Men and a Full Swing Review, Part 2. And we'll shortly pick up where the previous podcast finished and discuss the last four episodes of the Netflix hit, Full swing. Joining me in our Mayakoba suite, which is a, a studio that we <laughs> expect to be busier, but in fact is normally pretty empty <laughs> and easy to get hold of, are my regular co-contributors, Des, and coming back after a couple of weeks away, is young Mike. Evening, fellas. Evening, Martin. Evening, Des. Good evening, senor. Hey, senor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the man of a thousand accents is back. <laughs> Do you know, any time Des, oh. Des does that, you know, it, it's it's just, the game is to work out which country he is attempting oh. to, to do the accent yeah, from. Yeah. As always, just that wee bit of collie on me, you know. Now, before we get to discussing the final four episodes of Full Swing, you know, we have a few other golfing stories to catch up on, and I think they will all play into our discussion on Full Swing. So I, I think we're going to start and go back about, from where we're recording this, about 10 days ago, to the Honda Classic which I believe is going to be the last running of this tournament after some 42 years sponsored by Honda. Mm -hmm. And although it's an event that people say isn't particularly interesting, it was incredibly exciting and very, very uh, well worth the watch. Chris Kirk defeated Eric Cole at the first playoff hole. Now, there's a couple of things about the stories that go in at the Honda Classic here. It is 2,835 days since Chris Kirk's last win during which he has dealt with depression and alcohol issues. I know how he feels. <laughs> well, yeah, you actually, those are both applicable, but I think Chris's were at a more serious level than <laughs> okay, yours. Okay, okay. You, you're still sort of in control of some of yours. <laughs> but um, And after winning, he said, I'm so grateful for my sobriety and I'm so grateful for my family. But that was a great story down the, the line. Mm -hmm. Except that the runner-up was Eric Cole, who's a 34-year-old PGA rookie who was played on multiple mini-tours and the Corn Ferry Tour as he attempted to make it to the big show. In 79 starts across the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour, he had total earnings of $688,659. Oh, shucks. That's in 79 attempts, 688, 659. His runner-up slot at the Honda earned him Nine hundred and fifteen thousand six hundred. <laughs> wow. wow, dear goodness! Yes, that's, so uh, there is the difference between playing golf. and getting your way onto the the big show. A big element of tonight's show is going to be about the meritocracy. Mm -hmm. It's going to be about why we play and what we expect from the players. Solo fourth place was also a story, and that went to the Monday qualifier Ryan Gerrard 
who earned some $400,000 plus automatic qualification to the next PGA event in Puerto Rico. Brilliant. So there's another guy, yeah. Monday qualified, a, yes. comes through the system and manages yeah. to actually have a great week. I mean, I didn't watch an awful lot of the Honda, but the names that were up there, I was going, who? Uh, there was a lot of new names about the players, but there were yeah. a lot which, of, which is good to see. A lot of good stories. Yes. And, yes. and this is where, as we're going to get into elevated events and non-elevated events, or yes. designated whichever way they want to yeah. call them, for next year, and the 2024 stuff is starting to filter out in people's viewpoint on that. We may not spend a lot of time on James Han, but uh, mm. <laughs> we might spend yeah. some. Um, <laughs> and then there's another fella who got a, a tied fifth. Is a guy called Justin Su. In 2021, Justin received a sponsor exemption into the Farmers Championship. He made the cut and earned $34,000. Now, despite having no status, he donated half his cheque back to one of the charities for the event. And the tournament director said that he had never seen a player do this before. So there's another good story. And that's the guy who was tied fifth. And he was tied fifth with Shane Laurie who had a good finish despite the fact that his uncle had died yeah, very suddenly that, that yeah. week. So he was playing uh, under pressure. Now, I think it is Chris Kirk has picked up over a million dollars for his win. Mm-hmm. He's back in the winner's circle. He's back playing. If we look at the LPGA in Thailand for the same week, Lilia Vu of the United States won by shooting a bogey-free final round of minus eight for a total of minus 22 and a one-shot win, and she earned $255,000 wow. for the win. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's, here's a couple of the other things, because I think at the moment, and trying to get all of these things in context before we get to the full swing review, which, again, has skewed a lot of people's view yeah. quite mm-hmm. substantially. Lydia Ko, Leona Maguire, Nellie Korda, and Jin Young Ko all shared tied sixth, 47079 Dollars. Mm-hmm. The Honda LPGA Thailand total purse was $1.7 million, whereas the PGA Honda Classic was $8 million, and it's regarded as a low-key event. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. It must be one of the lowest, yeah. And this is something that, again, and I've been listening to a couple of the other podcasts, um, both the Fire Pit Collective podcast with our, our pal Alan Shipnuck mm-hmm. and the guys at No Laying Up, who are very clearly starting to say, these events that are apparently the not the designated events, mm-hmm. they're still worth eight million dollar purses yes, on the PGA yes, Tour. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's not that there's no money in those. Yeah, no. So the players have still got great opportunities. Yeah. Then there was the DP World Tour was in India mm-hmm. that week for the Hero Indian yes. Open at uh, the <clears throat> DLF Golf and Country Club. Now Marcel Siem earned his first DP World Tour win. In That's nine right. years. Yeah. Another great story. And a big smile. Yep. Lots he, of fist pumping. <laughs> yes. Yep. He won 320,819 euros. Uh-huh. Similar to dollars, but different. And what was described as a $2 million purse yeah. event. Uh-huh. Only three players, only the top three players earned over 100,000 euro in that event. Now, interestingly here, Pablo Lorathobal, had a tied 10th, won 34,975 euro, but he could soon be excluded from the DP World Tour after his dalliance with Liv, yeah. for which he is no longer included. 
That's right. He's off. And that brings me to... Oh, dear. I do hope, guys, this isn't a complete, uh, (laughs) what I would call a monologue at the moment. Well, it's it's sounding like it, but yeah, yeah, go on, I think putting these things in context is is important for where we're going at the moment. Live Mayakoba, okay? All 48 players earned... $120,000 $120,000 or better. I think about I was reading that the guy came in last place. Was it something like, I don't know, he's 20 over or something? Oh, he's, and, he's miles and He's still got 100000 plus. Yeah. yeah. Charles Howell III recorded his fourth ever professional win and took $4 million. And the plus team a share, Plus a share of the team prize money. Yep. Although, did you see the little side on that team money where uh, it's a... Uh, it's a it's a pot of three three million dollars for the team of four, so they're getting seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars each. But apparently they can't keep that as it's now going into a, a, a crusher's coffers, as it was called. Yes, they've now got to pay for their own uh, yes, they've transport been their invested own, back into the teams. They've now got to pay for <laughs> they've got their own their, PL now. They they <laughs> yeah. basically do. And interestingly, what they were saying is a number of the caddies were complaining that they're yes. they're heading back towards the uh the motor lodge. Hey, I don't oh, really. Because they're no longer well, going to be put up on, by the uh, that, by Liv. I was listening down the shipnock on that, and he revealed that the Liv golfers and caddies are now to pay their own travel costs. Yeah. So cutbacks. Uh, is this is this the start of it? Well, do you know what was one of the funny Not stories sure. about it? Pat Perez uh, and his wife were partying on the plane home. And the wife was writing on Instagram, you know, oh, we have partied our asses all the way home with uh, four or five bottles of live red wine. Best thing ever happened to us, you know, best tour ever. And the Mr. Uh, Piff uh, Saudi did not like that. And it didn't go down well with him. Um, is that how governor. we're going to refer to him now? Is Mister Piff? Well, the, that's, quite the, go- the governor, a, that's quite a great name. The <laughs> governor of the Saudi Piff maybe should yeah. be better. The but public it, investment fund for is, those of you that haven't kept up, you know, <laughs> Mister Piff is is a much better name <laughs> for the future. But I'm just trying to think now: Has Pat Perez and his wife added to the uh, cutbacks? You know, have they yeah. they created some of these I, cutbacks I could see that are coming? How the, the gentleman from from Saudi Arabia could take such an exception to yes. Uh, Miss Perez. Yes, so she, she's not exactly. No. There, there was also a story that every member of the four aces came in on a different private plane. Really? Oh, and right. you know, so suddenly, so if they're starting to pay, yeah, for their own travel costs, you're basically your team winnings are going to go to running. Yeah, you've been yeah. there, yeah. especially yeah. if you're up to fourteen events and you want to fly privately all over the world. They're gonna have to mm-hmm. car share. <laughs> there, there, there's definitely a there's definitely a side to it, yeah. uh, and are you taking the caddies with you, or are they expected to schlep commercial? It's, it's interesting though, isn't it? That it's a rollback, possibly. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. But you know, from whenever it's the first year, and they're getting flown around in this this extravagant. There were private two jet. apparently two big private jets that were being used. Yeah. and there was great annoyance caused by the partying that was being Instagrammed and. Videoed out that mm-hmm, the the, mm-hmm. the guys at the inside were not were not happy no, that this see? was being flaunted. Yes, and and that you know what that's just that if you put this in context, that's uh, partying uh, on a private jet that's been that's been put put on by by the the, the PIF, right? And then you start to look into the whole uh, proceedings of disclosure and everything. Like, what, what, how are they going to rear up against that? <laughs> they're, they're not. That footage, that footage is going to appear. Yeah, all of these, yes. all of these oh, things. Yeah. Now, just to finish up on Live Mayakoba, because there's quite a lot of things in this. Peter Uline mm-hmm. added 2.125 million for a runner up slot. Brandon mm-hmm. Grace picked up another 1.5 million. 
for third, and Paul Casey picked up a million and fifty for fourth. Pat Perez, Graham McDowell, Brendan Steele, Taylor Gooch, Sebastian Munoz, and Matthew Wolf recorded a tied seventh, and yet each earned five hundred and seventy-one thousand six hundred and sixty-seven. Meritocracy, and you know, I yeah. really am going to say this: this is they're giving money away for nothing here. Yeah. Bryson was tied nineteenth. Sergio was tied twenty-fourth. Mickelson and Kupka were tied 28th. DJ was tied 33rd. Patrick Reed tied 38th. Bubba Watson 40th. And Westwood and Oosthuizen tied 41st. Oh, shucks. Now, these are their big names. (laughs) These are the guys. And they keep talking about that they're actually going to work as hard, compete as hard, all the rest of it. That's not happening. Charles Howell III won it going away. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, he won it by several, and he's not exactly a closer. No, no. Nice no, guy, no, by no. the way, a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Other than the choice he's made, but yeah, other than the choice he's made, the CW coverage now. <laughs> have you watched them try and reinvent the statistics here? Oh, I no. sent I put a tweet up there the other day whenever I was I was sitting on on the tarmac in in Edinburgh, coming home, and I read one of the one of the tweets, and I sent uh, it was to do with you know changing changing the facts, and we all remember Sean Spicer and Kellyanne Conway for for Trump uh, alternative facts, yes, uh, and I sent a message to that effect, and I got blocked by one of the 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 live guys is to say, um, I didn't know that uh, Liv had. Brought on board Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer for alternative facts. They got blocked. Do you know what? As as various other people have said, it's a badge of honor. Yeah. You start getting blocked by the You should be proud. You should be proud. Now, the more I'm looking at this and the more they they talk about this, and we're going to get to another side of it later on in the podcast. But if you actually look at what players played, what Chris Kirk earned at the Honda, what uh, Marcel CM earned in uh, India, for winning in a highly competitive environment mm-hmm. against at least 120 players, yep. fighting your way to get a win, and you can rock up, and by walking onto the tee, you're guaranteed $120,000. Yeah. Yeah. And think about that. $120,000 if you're last in 14 straight <laughs> events. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. But you're, they're going to get all the revenues from the uh, the BS channel that's, that they're on. Was someone's called? What is it? I, I think know. the BS channel is probably the best description well, no, I've yeah. heard of it. The, C- the CW. The CW. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> BS, <laughs> BS is a much better description. <laughs> but I even know what CW stands for as well. <laughs> <laughs> but did I hear that they got something that was 0.2% tuned in? Yes, a 0.2 overnight rating for Live Golf in the 26-metered markets that carry it on the CW. They should be so proud. Oh, my goodness. You know, but as they reinvent the statistics, now, a few other little news bits in and around all of that. Sergio called Rory immature after the failure of their relationship. Lack maturity, sorry, that's what it was. Nick Faldo weighed in by tweeting, now, this is Rich coming from the most immature player I've ever witnessed. Yeah. Now, that's a pretty yeah, yeah. damning, straightforward statement. Yeah. Uh, um, and McElroy also, he, he stated that he removed Sergio's phone number from his phone after Sergio sent him a text telling him to shut up about live. Oh, really? It is really... That's it, the immaturity? Yeah. No. Sergio and Rory were really good friends. I they, think they, certainly. I mean, the Ryder Cup was obvious, you know, but yeah, they, were, they yeah. were both at each other's wedding. But, but, yeah. but that's it. They were both at each other's wedding, yeah. and that Rory was the mediator between uh, Sergio and uh, Padraig Harrington. 
and the all the sort of the the bad feeling between Sergio and Podrick was was put to one side and uh-huh. and smoothed over at Rory's wedding. There we go. Um, there we go. So, look, you know, they, they they were they were very 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 close uh, at one stage. But for for Sergio yeah. to come out and call yeah. him immature, yeah. I look yeah. at, and I think I've seen some of the stuff on Twitter whereby they've said, yeah. "Oh, yeah, you know, like Rory's, you know, headed a bunker as well and stuff." Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's an, there's a couple of isolated. Uh, an Do you isolated ever hit the bunker, Des? No. Yeah. Did I, I, yes, well, I have. 100%. I have too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, moments yeah. of madness. I totally. get that. Sergio's were a little more petulant than I don't well, think. They, I they were. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Sergio has come out the worst. They really have yeah. from the two of them. The only yeah. thing I've seen better than that was a mate of ours called George many, many years ago who, at the maze, tried to get his ball out from under a small bush and he had three hacks and the ball didn't come out. And he went back to his bag, changed his club and went over and took the bush out. <laughs> 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 he just took yeah. the bush out. Uh, which was very oh. funny at the and time. I'm sure just on the side you saw a ram smashing his club at the... Uh I didn't. Did you not? No. Oh, he broke a club. At which? He, at the, the it Arnold was, Palmer? At the Arnold Palmer, yes. He uh, he had a nice shot, actually, under the green, but just kept rolling and rolling, and then it just dropped into the water, and, oh, <laughs> the club was... Um, Over the knee. Uh, tour <laughs> Golf, who were formerly PGA Tour, before Twitter banned their moniker for being oh. confusing, so they had to change. Oh, really? And oh. they became pro he's, he's golf. He's one of our favourites. Yes, we play, they're now called Tour Golf. Oh, yes, yeah, And yeah. he tweeted that Tiger Woods said, Live Golf looks like a bunch of Make-A-Wish children getting to play a tour event. <laughs> <laughs> Which yes, is very um, good. Now, yeah. let's get to a couple of the serious points off, off the back of all of that, and we're into meritocracy and we're into the discussions on all of this. There's a really interesting Twitter thread from John Nucci, mm-hmm. who was detailing live contract restrictions. And in short, at least some of the live contracts appear to be more restrictive than the competing event policy that live is challenging on antitrust grounds. Mm. Additionally, live players may not have full control of their likeness, which was a public gripe of Phil Mickelson against the PGA Tour. And he went on in August 2022, Judge Beth Freeman, who is overseeing the case, remarked the following about live contracts. These contracts lock up players in ways the PGA Tour never imagined they are so restrictive. Mm. Now, there's a whole, you can check out his thread and it clearly goes through what you must do, what you're required to do. You must introduce your sponsors to live. You must do all these various things. You must promote, you must wear live clothing. The entire thing is scripted. You must say, you must at all times promote live golf. You must. And, you know, for all of this bit that Greg kept talking about independent contractors and being allowed to play wherever you want, mm. these contracts lock them up as tight as yeah, bajiggins. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's gone some way to Adidas stepping out from mm-hmm. Dustin and Sergio? Dustin and Sergio, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tour Golf tweeted about that. <laughs> Adidas have ended their partnership with Sergio Gar- Garcia. An Adidas executive said, we were happy to see Sergio join Live." It gives a great excuse to finally get rid of them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, you know, you you are actually and uh, Royal um, Royal Bank of Canada, RBC dumped yeah. uh, dumped DJ as well, yeah. and, I, and Graham obviously the think, way back. But I think there's definitely a move on for them to create their own clothing lines and produce and play under a certain banner. But the sponsors aren't coming on board to no. add. They no. seem to be slowly exiting, and yes. whenever contracts yes. expire. Etc. I'm presuming they didn't dare just cancel them in case they got sued. But anyway, Tony Johnston, 
who's the um, Sky commentator, mm-hmm. he commented about John Nucci's links through. He said, that's an amazing link. These guys wanted more freedom and have been tied up tighter than Houdini. <laughs> Playing less and fewer restrictions on media freedom was utter bunkum. Mm-hmm. A lot of way to, and he puts it in uh, speech marks, lose your head in those rules. <laughs> yes. Which, oh, dear, oh, I, dear. I do, no, but you see, I, I think that's, there's a very serious point. Uh-huh, with this of is, course. There's a, an antitrust case against the PGA Tour for restrictive practice. Mm-hmm. And yet they are more tightly tied up yes. in this yes. than yeah. anything else. So you're, you're saying you're not allowed to have any restrictive practices, but we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. And we do know, as we've mentioned before, the governor of the PIF, Mr. Piff, as mm-hmm. he is now called, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. is unlikely to want to appear in an American court and be deposed. Absolutely. So I just, I've said, I, I think, and I, I will double down, Des. I'm going to yep. double down. Yes. That uh, 2023 will be the last full year of live because uh-huh. I think they will hit a certain barrier. And certainly, you know, recruitment as with the way the PGA Tour has reacted, I don't care how many times the live boys said you're basically copying us. Liv copied the PGL format. They yeah. yes, yes, they tried yes. to steal players. They interfered with contracts. Oh, somebody's fighting back. Mm, what a shame. Yeah. I see just on a similar, the uh, the verdict on the DP world has been uh, put off for, uh, the, 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 they were hoping to get a result in that within about two to four weeks, but they're yeah. reckoning it's going to be about two to four months now. There's no surprise there. No. And I mean, I think the uh, Liv players are happy with that because that allows them to still well, it just gives yeah. hang in with DP, yeah. It gives them somewhere to go for OWGR yeah. points, but I'm not convinced yet that, I mean, I don't see how. With the PGA Tour, I was listening to one of the uh, No Laying Up podcast mm-hmm. had said that the everybody's worried about the strategic alliance and how it's impacting the DP World Tour and what, in fact, is the DP World Tour getting from the PGA Tour of America. And then I heard the following statement. The PGA Tour of America are underwriting the purses at certain events. So the PGA are saying, if you have a shortfall in, in getting to the purse amount for your event to run, mm-hmm. we're backing you. Wow. Okay. And that's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah. And if that's true, it means if, if you're short a sponsor for an event that you want to run, but it's on the DP World Tour, they will ante up the purse money. Okay. That's, that's brilliant. That is, yeah, yeah. So there is... There is the advantage of the strategic alliance. Yes, yeah, of course. The, the DP World Tour, yes, is potentially a feeder tour, a bit like the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that, in fact, you know, there, there's real money potentially yeah. going forward. Yeah. Greg Norman warned Rory about speaking out of turn about yes. Liv. Twitter Alice pointed out that Greg hasn't cared for over four decades what he said, but yet he's advising another top golfer to watch what he says. Yes, yes. Now, I'm going to step away from that again for a minute because somebody else pointed out that in all of this, you've started looking at there's a resurgence in golf and how expensive golf is becoming at some of these top courses. Mm-hmm. And Des, you and I have spent a lot of time playing some of these top yeah, courses yeah, and we've chased yeah. them down and we've we've been prepared to pay hefty enough green fees for our one-offs to get out and then yes. play more normal priced courses. Just leave it at that, Martin. My wife sometimes listens. Okay. I, I can't leave it at that just at the <laughs> oh moment. Oh, dear. Because it <laughs> kind of ruins this this section for me. TPC Scottsdale in winter tea times has hit $525 for a yeah. round. TPC Sawgrass peak rate 
$840 for a round. Sawgrass, yes. $840. PGA National, $500. Isn't that where they play the Honda? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it is. Trump Doral Blue, don't care because I won't be playing it, uh, $655. Here's the one that surprised me, Des. Waco Pa is listed. Saw that. Get away. $289. So still... Uh, yes, but I mean, I would, just when you mentioned Scottsdale there, we played Scottsdale for less than half that. Oh, well, we, less than we, half, half that. that. And Waco Park, we probably only paid about a third of that. And that's only going back. We were of, paying less than $100 yeah. to play Waco Park at the time. It wasn't that well known. It's now 289 And the Kiowa Ocean Course, which I'm playing in about six weeks' time, oh. $600. <sighs> okay. And okay. Pinehurst number two. $495, and the guy pointed out, my advice is, go to Mexico in the winter. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Aren't those numbers those serious? Crazy. And I mean, the other bugger is that the uh, exchange rate's not very very much in our favour. No. <laughs> no. Like what, what, what's RC, RCD's 275? No, RCD, I think, is top 309 Oh, has year. it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. And, and Which, if you, put it into dollar, if you put it into dollar terms at the moment, it's about $370, dollars Yeah. yeah. But yeah. for for a course that is typically, yeah. you know, One either top or within top, top three, three. Yeah. Yeah. you know, this is what I always find is that, you know, whenever we've got friends who've come from America or, or Canada or whatever, we go out and we, we, we play and they ask, you know, what's your membership here? Or, yes. you know, how, how much was that to, to sign me in? And you tell them, they're like, what? Oh, I know. Really? Sure. The Americans are yeah. every time talking to me about what's your membership. And, and, and I, I would go, sir, well, you had hundred pounds and... They're going eight hundred pounds per month. Is that all? I'm going. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> annually, pounds, yeah. Annually. And and I mean, some of those guys are paying sort of a hundred thousand per annum. When you see there are so many good pay to play courses in the United States of America, you know that you can play for under a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're great. And yeah. uh, that's what I've always said yeah. in in the way we've run our tours, which is. We've looked for good courses that are not necessarily that well known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we've looked for a special. Yeah. Now there's the odd tour we've we've managed to get two in, but you know, in general terms, we've added one special yeah. and find and the other thing you do is if you go and play a special, sometimes a replay rate to get your second round, maybe late in the day, you get a good deal yeah. On, yeah. on a replay rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's worth it to get a second run round. Anyway, that takes us through to last weekend. And the Bay uh-huh. Hill uh, Invitational. What mm-hmm. what a Sunday. Huh? Oh. Wasn't that a fantastic back nine? Like nobody wanted to win it. No. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted to win it. Everybody wanted to win it. Yeah. And, and uh, I have a, a few things to, to mention about that. This is a surprise to you boys. Yeah. Okay. I, I've apparently got a few things to say. Yeah. Kurt K- Kitayama hangs on to win his first PGA event, which is an elevated event and won $3.6 million first prize. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, his route to the PGA Tour, have you seen this? Yeah, it's quite, it's quite interesting. And if you keep talking for a second, I'll find it. <laughs> Martin and I were exchanging messages during it, but the, in fairness, the golfing gods showed a bit of deference there. Um, they allowed Kurt to come back through, uh, because whenever he'd, he had the seven on nine, yeah. I was just like, oh, I feel so bad for the for the guy. And then, in fairness to him, he dusted himself down and he, he, and he came back. Very solid. Very, very solid. solid. Fought yeah. hard. Apparently has a good caddy on the bag. He has Bryson's That's former right. caddy yeah. right. on the bag. Uh, and Bryson and this caddy split by mutual agreement. 
Although I suspect the caddy won tonight. Pull the rip course. Yes. Okay, Kurt Kitayama's path to the PGA Tour. Chico High School. Okay, UNLV, which is presumably the University of Las Vegas. Canadian Tour. Web.com Tour. Asian Tour. Asian Development Tour. Japan Tour. PGA Tour China. China Tour. Korean Tour. European Tour Q School. Australasia Tour. Sunshine Tour. DP World Tour. Corn Ferry Tour finals, mm-hmm. PGA Tour, and he is American, and he's quite—he's not that old. Fair play, no, but no, he has no. been right around the place looking for yeah. opportunities to play, and this also factors into this thing that James Han is talking about—the oh. the new opportunities. That so many opportunities are being taken away from players like him, yeah. and there's a very, very good uh, Peter Malnati was on both No Laying Up and the Fire Pit Collective. And if you get an opportunity, go and listen to Peter Malnati talk about this and explain why he changed his mind and voted for the changes because he worked out, actually, it was going to be much better for players like Peter Malnati. That's right, yeah, yeah. I'd recommend that. Yeah, I listened to to it as well. I thought it was very good. He didn't convince me. I mean, he he went in saying, well, this is a terrible idea. This is for the 2024 season. A terrible idea. And then he came back after about a week thinking about it, and he, he tried to explain. And I don't know. I wasn't... You weren't convinced by Peter No, Malnati. I wasn't convinced by Oh, I was. No, I was. I thought yeah. he was good. Oh, no, I, he, he, he was convincing, but I don't 100% agree with his, his final conclusions. Well, I think what he's saying is there will be more opportunities for people to go and play their way in because... Mm. They will need to because they will not automatically be in. So they're going to have to go and compete and fight to get into these uh, designated. I think we have to refer to them as designated. But the elevated uh, But if you take a look at what Kurt Kitayama did to get his playing opportunity, and now he's a winner. Yeah. And he's had three runner-up slots up until then. Just on Kitayama, can I just tell you, Carlos Ortez, do you know Yeah, I, I, I know he, of him, yeah. Yes, he, now he was he was uh, headhunted to the live, uh, but he's been sort of backed out. Yeah. Uh, he won in Mexico last weekend, which which has a competition that has world ranking points. Oh, this is the 54-hole one? This, yeah. it has a 54 holes, you're correct, but it does have a cut. After 36, yeah. And that's why they were given world ranking points. Do you know when he won it, he won 1.8 points. That moves him from 275th to 264th. Really? That's a good jump. Now, for a weekend. Kitty Yama <laughs> yep. won at the Arnold Palmer. He earned over 67 points. Yeah. To leap him from 46th to 19th. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> but that's it. You've got to get into the strongest fields. Oh, no, of course it and, is. But uh, I'm just saying, you know, comparison, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean it is wild. But no. this is D- James Hand, just to sort of touch on, on, on that point. He's been so vocal over, over the last number of months, but you systematically hear all the other podcasts sort of go down through and just chip away at his arguments and stuff. And, and fundamentally, what it comes back to is do you know what, James? Just just work harder and play better, and you know, <laughs> yes. and and you'll get into the elevated events. Uh-huh. It's just it feels as if he's coming across and the and the the world owes, owes him a living. Well, he also said, I mean, he's won twice on tour apparently. Yeah. in the past, and to be perfectly honest, I couldn't tell you where. Do you know what? Mark? The I, only I have no memory. The only thing that I ever remember about James Hahn is doing the gang, gang Gangnam style. style. Yeah, on the sixteenth. <laughs> and in listening to some of the other podcasts, one of the things they've been saying about. James Han is that uh, he is the most opinionated. In fact, somebody said, "Is he about to start a union?" 
Yeah. Is he about to try and get a players' union? But the other thing is, he said, was I can't compete against these young lads. I probably I'll have I'll have status this year. I'll have sort of reduced status next year, and then I'll probably just have to retire because I won't be able to get on anywhere to play. And I'm going. Well, you've kind of already given up then. Yeah. Where's this play better and get yourself up there? Yeah. And that's the way sport should be. Totally. But you know, you t- you take that example, um, and we all remember the resurgence that that Steve Strucker had in the sort of the twilight uh, of yeah. his years. Plus, don't forget, you're working towards if you've been on tour a long time. There's the Champions Tour. Yeah. Exactly. Which course, you'll yeah. you'll qualify for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody tends to forget the best pension scheme in sport. Yeah. Which is the PGA Tour pension scheme that yes, they've all yes. talked about many, many times quietly in the background. And then it's quietly forgotten when they're they're not having a good day. Yeah. But if you've made cuts and if you've been on tour for a number of years, you have a cracking pension scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Harris English, uh, tied for second. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even second place tied is worth $1.78 million. But here's who else was in the top. And this is why Kurt Kitayama's win is so excellent. Top 10 included Patrick Cantley. Tyrrell Hatton, who, by the way, was magnificently irritated for the entire <laughs> round of He irritated me. It's, it's not like him. It was it's the opposite. Like I started laughing. Yeah. I just began to find him actually entertaining. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Trey Mullinax, and Davis Riley. And then at tied 10th, you'd Keegan Bradley, Jason Day, Victor Hovland, and Cameron Young. Yeah, so all good names. That's, that's your, your field. Now, within that... You have Kurt Kitayama winning, and you have Trey Mullinax and Davis Riley, who would have... Those are good finishes in a designated event. Oh, yeah. Two questions. Should we be worried about Victor's ability in big tournaments to Uh, close uh, out a big... uh He went into the day, he's in playing in the top group, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he's not getting it done. No. 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 He. And we're fans of Victor. Yeah, we are. We're all fans, and we want him for the Ryder Cup, obviously. Somebody could say that about Rory, um, you know, but that Rory like, does win quite a lot of competitions. Um, He's on a 10% win ratio. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Rory did not have... Anything any, like his best. No, anything like his best. And you take a step back from it, and he had a putt on the last to, to essentially get... Would have got him into a playoff yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with Kurt. And that putt on the last... It just it brought me back to to Dubai. Dubai, exactly. Yeah. I thought exactly yeah. the same, and it was even a shorter putt f- for Dubai. Yeah. But again, which putt would you have wanted to get? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm glad he got Dubai. Yeah, I was just about to say, given given, given who was Patrick on his heels, yeah, yes, yes. But that's exactly. I was thinking exactly yeah. the same. It was he had the same putt? And then there was the other question: Is what is wrong with Jordan Spieth's putting? Oh, oh my goodness! Dear, dear. That you was know, a lot of missed putts from short range. Very short. It just looked like uh, you know from the camera. It just looked like yeah. he was shoving it. Yeah. But the you he know, used to be an awesome I putter. Was just yeah. about to say, if you were sitting there, the 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 main aspect of of Jordan Spieth's game that was sort of you know a bit dodgy was always his driving. Um, and the putter was always something that, that got him out of it. It, it looks horrendous. It looks absolutely yeah, horrendous. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like he's going to win but, a major anytime soon under the pressure I with mean, that putting stroke. Not, in the, not well, in the month of Sundays. What that reminded me of was Rory McIlroy's final round at the Open against Cameron Smith. Rory, again, couldn't sink a putt that day. Yeah. Couldn't Cameron, sink a Cameron putt. Smith yeah. sunk everything. And again, that's what Jordan Spieth's putting reminded me of. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us up to date with what's kind of been happening. Mm-hmm. Because I think all of that f- factors into 
our part two review of Full Swing. Now, Mike wasn't on the podcast uh, for part one, so I think it's fair to ask you the opening question before we look mm-hmm. at the episodes five, six, seven, and eight. What did you think of the overall series? Everybody had sort of started out and... You know, hearing that this behind the scenes was coming out, and you know, you were going to see what this was, what this was really like. Everybody was ecstatic and uh, or ecstatic and over the over the moon, and and with real sort of you know excitement to see this come. And look, you know, the first episode, I, I actually thought the first episode was good, and then sort of going through it, I I I think I wanted more. I wanted more from it. Like whenever Justin Thomas was sitting there and he was working with his dad and, you know, I don't like this. I don't like that. I would love to have seen more of that, more of the sort of in behind the scenes and them working on their, working on their game and what they do and how they really properly prepare um, for a tournament. And I look, I suppose where, where the, where Chad mom and the guys are probably trying to get to is, you know, a wee bit for the real golf enthusiast and then a wee bit for people who are maybe yes, on the yes, edge yes, or, or, yes. Are, are trying to sort of get into it because Julie, she she was watching it and she was like, okay, look at the, the golf. I get the golf sort yeah, of thing, yeah. but like actually seeing the lifestyle and what goes on yeah. behind the scenes and all this here, that's what she finds sort of interesting. That's exactly and drawing what in. I said about yeah. uh, my good lady. She, yeah. she, she forced her to watch the first one and, she, and then she, that's quite good. Let's, let's let's watch another one. Uh-huh. And I think that's the mean that he's trying to appeal to totally. a lot more than just the golfers. Yeah, and I think you know this. The, what we all all have to remember as well is that this is season one. Yeah, and you know what has maybe been missed in season one might be picked up in season two if there is one. Wait, that's uh, just been there confirmed. Is, it has just yeah. been confirmed. Just confirmed. There's going to be a season two. Yeah. Yep. And uh, for 2024, and we were just talking beforehand, uh, we saw Max Homer yeah. uh, being scrutinised a wee bit at the Phoenix Open, and he was mic'd up, and uh, so yeah. yes, the, the just yeah. they're going to be a season two. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Are there, are there things that could be improved? Absolutely. Favourite episode would have to be the Kepka one, I have to say. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. I would say, and I've said before, it was far and away the most interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would but say I, so. But I am worried for him. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm worried for him on a, on a golf point of view. And if he keeps <laughs> declining on the on the, the golf side and uh-huh. the sort of the status side, uh, he may find himself... Uh, a bachelor. A bachelor. <laughs> um, the, the thing that I have said several times is, what a fantastic house yeah that's utterly soulless oh completely as he walked through the lonely yes. halls yeah. it just felt like oh my goodness yeah sat on his lonely yeah. swing i know yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> quite a few people have mentioned the lonely swing yeah, but, uh, yeah. okay we're going to talk a little bit in more detail about episodes five six seven and eight mm-hmm. which sounds like the start to a good song yeah. five six seven. anyway <laughs> episode five Matt Fitzpatrick, Dustin Johnson. Tremendous. I mean, I, I on our previous podcast, I, I just can't get over the timing that that Chad Mum had with yeah. all these here. And I know we also quoted you that there were seven thousand hours of 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 filming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I thought this was the best one. Uh, really, fo- I did. Yeah. I did. Following Matt Fitzpatrick, I I I thought you know with him nearly winning the PGA and then the US Open shortly afterwards. I had tears. I'll tell you now. I did have tears watching him um, on the on the final round and especially the final hole. I mean, it was just brilliant TV. And yeah. I have to say, also, my wife just thought it was fantastic. Yeah, you know, and she she doesn't play golf. Yeah. She doesn't like golf, but she just thought that was so thrilling. Would you know? It's funny. Actually, Julie was on a transatlantic flight and she had downloaded it and she was watching it and she had access to Wi Fi. 
and she sent me a WhatsApp message. She was just like, I'm watching Matt Fitzpatrick episode yeah. five here and tears are tripping yeah. down my yeah. face. It was yeah. superbly produced and put together and directed uh, to, to, to get that uh, reaction. And yeah. I, oh, I thought it was by far the best one. Yep. That's a very, very interesting statement because mm-hmm. my view is if he didn't win the US Open, that it, those episodes would never seen the light of day. Uh, yeah. Correct. I don't yeah. think it's Matt the unbelievable Fitzpatrick. Time and-, and by the way, I like Matt Fitzpatrick. I respect his game and the way he goes about his game and what he's done to improve his game. Yeah. But he isn't wildly entertaining. No. No, he's just a nice little English boy. He's a yeah. very pleasant guy, <laughs> yes, and yes. I'm sure he'd be a great yes. mate. Interestingly, who was sharing the house with him? Thomas uh, Peters. Week, Thomas Peters, mm-hmm. who has now said, oh, sod that, I'm off to live yes. because yeah. I'm not automatically in some of these bigger events. Yeah. And uh, again, I have to provide for my family. I, that's, I quite like that piece, you know, whenever you see them in the house and, you know, them actually watching the, the golf coverage and, yes. and watching yes. what, what was happening Correct. in the morning. I love that. Uh-huh. Um, Thomas Peters was 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 borderline um comatose whenever uh the camera was in the in the house. I actually quite like that that interaction between uh and the friendship with Dan Rappaport and and uh Matt Fitzpatrick and where yep. they went back to the university and stuff together. Dan gave him a bit of a roasting on on certain aspects of uh you know his his game and and what he needed to work on. And I know it was like, you know, a bit of needling and stuff like that, but in the in the middle of a tournament, if that were if yes, that were me, yes. I'd be going, I don't need to be hearing this. No, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I I felt very much as well that actually Dustin Johnson disappeared. Uh-huh. Yeah. He yeah. just disappeared yeah. in the yeah. event, apart from Paulina trying to tell everybody, Dustin will show you. Yeah. You know, but outside of that, there was very little. Yeah. DJ is, and in fact, he is quoted as saying, you know, are you going to watch Full Swing? He said, no. I saw them film me, so yeah. no, I have no need to. And he's such an exciting chap, isn't he? <laughs> this is the thing: is he's a heck of an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he's, and he's the one that I haven't, you know, hated for this because yeah. no. he's just been very straightforward. He I resigned was. from the PGA Tour. He went to play at Live because he's getting paid more money for less work. Yeah, yeah. who yeah. wouldn't? Quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. And you know, looking at him, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to miss his style of play anyway. No, no. I was I was never going, oh, great DJ's leading. I, yeah. I can't wait to see how he plays out this one. Yeah. That would never no. have happened. But, but like, I, just as you sort of said there, Martin, he genuinely does not give a hoot no. about no. what people think about him. Correct. And he said, do you know what? I've taken $125 million off the table. I've set myself up for life. Um, and as you sort of said, he, he put it back to, to everybody who's go if you if you weren't off or if you didn't take that yourselves, you know, more yeah. more fools you type of thing. But he's so transparent about it. He went about it the right way. He, ha- he hasn't he hasn't uh, come back and, and had a go at the PGA Tour. No, um, right. doesn't want anything no. to do with no. any of that. No. no, he's so chilled. He, he is, is so chilled. chilled. Yes, yes. Um, but the 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 interaction at the at the dinner table with you know with the family and everything around, oh. I was just like, that has <laughs> got to be the dullest dinner table in history. Yeah, like if if that was the way dinner was going down, whenever I had all the family around, oh, I would God. take myself into the front yeah. room. Yeah, <laughs> was that chicken? <laughs> yeah, it's chicken. Oh dear, no, I thought it was sad. chicken. Yeah. Sad, yeah, yeah, it's chicken. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no. So like, um, I like chicken. <laughs> the, the bit, the bit that I really liked about about Fitz is is just how hard he works, and 
the whole piece. And I didn't believe it. I genuinely didn't believe it until he went into the cupboard and he was just like, you know, got all the yardage books and all the detail. Oh, yes. 7,000 shots yes, yes. he that's, has written down. That's amazing. Like, that, that was uh, detail. Yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> humbling and hardworking. And the, the, the other piece it's that I really like. has got to be more than that, Michael. Pardon? It's got to be more than seven thousand shots. I think that's that's what I think that's what he had sort of said on on the. the well, think about it, you know, you, you know, in in four days, four seventies or two eighty. Yeah. And two eighty, ten, ten, yeah. ten tournaments is two thousand eight hundred. Yeah. It's got to be seventy thousand or seven hundred thousand. It's got to be. We'll, 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 we'll need to check that one out. Well, yes. But, um, Do you know there are people in the podcast who are already going, he is an irritating tosser. That yeah, no. Yes. Because he's going, but I'm just going, yeah. it's got to be. leave no. it, Martin. I no, leave it. I no. can't. It's, it's, no. a, it's a feeling. It's a feeling. But I suppose like we're, we're assuming that that's from day dot. Who knows how far back that yeah. goes yeah. Or, or what it is. It's it goes back about before he was at college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's, so he's been out and about. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, look, 7,000, 70,000, 700,000, the, the attention to detail. And, it's and unbelievable. It's is, yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, A bit like mine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> Although he's got a nicer personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, certainly, certainly quieter, but apparently he doesn't have a podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. There okay. The, the Matt Fitzpatrick episode, and I do think the Billy Foster interaction, I would have liked to see more of the Billy Foster interaction, if yeah. I'm honest, I, I think. And that's something that came out of our discussions about Full Swing, is that I didn't think there was anything like enough of the player caddy interactions yeah. shown on Full Swing, especially when you think of some of the caddies who are out there. The only time, and I'm interested that you're saying that's your favourite episode, because I would have said Joel Damon and Gino Benali would have been right up there in my favourite yeah. episode. Uh-huh. Or the next episode that we're going to talk about, Tony Finau, Tony Finau. and Colin Morikawa. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. let's just split that into two parts. Yeah. Colin Morikawa puts shoes on his dog before <laughs> he flies him in a private plane. Yes. Am I alone in thinking... I am sorry. And he said, I could not cope with the chaos that Tony Fino has with the family there and everything else. More people have talked to me about, who weren't big golf fans, how much Tony Fino got to them. And they thought he was the breakout. It was brilliant. And again, I hate to sort of bore on about this, but the timing again. I mean, Tony Fino... Has never won anything. He, he's well, always, he has. He'd won well, twice, but he had. But he came. He, oh, he's always a top five or top ten. But he's yeah, never really. He choked winning. an awful lot. He did. Yes, well. he yeah. did. And then on this one year, he goes uh, back to back. He goes to back back wins. You yeah. Know, it, but but I, the best bit of the story, the best bit of the story was where did you learn to play golf? I learned to play golf hitting golf balls against a blanket. Yes. Into my garage, garage door. door. And once a week <laughs> yeah. we went to the range to see how I was getting on. Yeah, yes. just to make sure that they were going straight. Uh, to see, to see the garage door with all the pock marks on it, Correct. you know, where the golf balls were going yeah. into it. But, but the, the great sorry, I was going no, to say, go for, the family, the family, I just thought, came across so much in that. Brilliant. Just about to that say, is yeah. so much of his life, you know, and that was lovely. That was lovely to see. And I think that's where, I mean, my wife certainly said that was the episode yep. that she had tears in her eyes yeah. when she was watching that. And Tony Finau's dad and the way he got on and spoke, yeah, he was yeah, remarkable yeah. as he, well. He was brilliant as well. What I loved about it is the real, real rags to riches and yes. them sort of putting yes. in context to say, you know, where Tony Finau came from, 
uh, people people either went one of one of two ways: either yeah. they went on worked well, or they ended up in jail or, or or worse. Yes. What I loved about it was whenever Tony Finau and his dad pitch up to Acosta, and the dad goes into the clubhouse with a hat on and the pair of jeans. <laughs> you just like yes. you, you just see like the membership at Acosta just going. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did think all of that was and unfortunately. I thought Colin Marakawa came out of that episode as being remarkably uninteresting. Yeah, yes, I was going to say he was quite boring. Yeah, did, 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 yeah. I mean that that episode all I can really remember about is Tony Finau, you know, and, and Colin Marakawa went. Oh yes, he just reminded me he was in it. I, I, yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Quite and bland. another one who, who flies private the whole time. Yeah, yeah. The one piece of of interaction that I that I really liked was whenever he was in with the Adidas guys and and was just like, yeah, do you know what? That's not what I would wear. That's not how I would wear it. Yes. Type of thing. Very honest. Yeah, yeah. very very honest. Uh-huh. Just going, yeah, look, I appreciate that you're putting it forward, but uh-huh. I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not digging it at all. Although um, last week it was noticeable that uh, Xander Schofley wore a white shirt with uh, olive pants. Oh, really? In, in a group with Colin Morikawa. <laughs> and they were all going, I think that's an homage to, yeah. <laughs> to Colin. But uh, yeah. no, certainly uh, that episode to me was flat out Tony Fino. Oh, it was. Yeah. Absolutely was. If Absolutely you're going to talk was. about who won the episode, yep. there's nope. no doubt yeah. who no won doubt. the episode. No doubt. And huge fan. Episode seven. Yes. Uh, Sathith Degala and Mito Pereira. Uh-huh. Again, a fascinating episode where, in my opinion, Sathith definitely yes. came out yes. as, as again, somebody I already liked him. Yeah. Uh, I love his family. Again, it's another great story, how he's playing mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. But they focused for a period of time on the Mito Pereira story yeah. and how close he came to actually winning before he completely messed it up on the last hole. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and threw it all away. I didn't warm to no, no. the... The groupings around Mita Pereira. No, I no. just the house as well. You know where they were all staying in. Mm. And yes. such and such. Again, though, how how did they know? That's such a fantastic story. And, I think and him messing stu- up on eighteen. You yeah. know, you couldn't script that. No, but I th- <laughs> no. I think again there was a certain amount of filming, and once he was in contention at that, they followed him. Of course, of course, they backstoried it totally. But, but, uh, yeah. I, I loved I loved the dialogue after he had hit um, his seventy second tee shot. Or yes, sorry, except that we can't repeat all of that on this podcast. No, of uh, course not. There's a lot of oh. lot of cussing in it, That's but right. but That's right. y- you get you get the drift. Is that he was in utter dejection for? I the may choice. have messed this up. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But what yeah. I, what I really liked about it was you know actually seeing it through the lens of you know a family member. Who's going through the ebb and flow yes. as to go? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. we're we're going to win this. Oh no, we're not. Oh my goodness! Yes. And you know, in tears at the back of the green. That's, that, right. that's what I re- I really enjoyed. Yeah. And what I liked about the sort of the interaction with Joaquin uh, Neiman and stuff is showing like two kids who came from Chile who grew up together, who yeah. played golf together, um, and Love. they're playing the PGA Tour, and and naturally in a sort of a, a, a foreign country, essentially them coming around and, you know, having dinner together and socialising together um, and that sort yeah, of thing. So that was I a good qu- story. Yeah, I quite like well, that. I yeah. understand yeah. all of that. So to have played your way up and get to the PGA Tour. And contend, though. And contend. Yeah. And then walk away from it. But, but you know, this yeah. is the point that that, that I was, was going to bring up. You fought up. your way there. Yeah, like, you fought your way there. And look, yeah, 
you 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 were in the lead of a of a major championship. You had a bad tee shot, uh, and it cost you. But like to me, you know, that's a learning experience. Yeah, and yeah. from 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 where I come from uh, and the, the upbringing that I have is just like, well, you're going to learn from that. And it Sahith Tagala's father said that as well. Whenever yes. he lost it at Phoenix, which I thought was was really good. You know, the supportive nature of the dad going, listen, you know what. Bad luck, but you'll learn from this. Yes, yes, you that's know, right. This, you, right. you learn from and your losses. And you've already done pretty well. Yeah. Yep. That that's a, that's a great result. Exactly. I I do think there was a little element of oh, it didn't come my way, so uh, here's I, much easier I'm way. I'm going to bail out hundred percent. Much, much easier yeah. way to do it. And you know, he's one of the big new signings for Live. I I would like in season two, and and we'll come back to it briefly that. But I would like in season two to actually that follow the family. Yeah, side yeah. of it is actually quite interesting, except especially for those that aren't specifically watching about the no, golf. That's yes. it, I, and I think they'll do that. And I mean, that's yeah. why I think it came across so well for a bigger audience. And they're going to catch a bigger audience because I know my wife. When I told her yeah. just this evening, season two has been has been confirmed. She went, "Oh, good. Oh, what's that with you?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I did not think uh, two months ago. Yeah, Julie was said. the same. She, she yeah. was interested. That you know, she's going to watch it with Des and Donna. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that means I get the TV to myself. Yeah, <laughs> get the remote control. Yeah. <laughs> okay, episode eight. The episode they decided to do very late on when Rory finally agreed he would do some of it. And you because can if tell. you what oh you can so tell. <laughs> that is the Rory has become the hero. Yeah, Rory yes, has become yes. the spokesman. We need the whole episode. So what we've got is we've got the footage from the open mm-hmm. and he now is on a run to try and win the FedEx. Yes. And we'll do all the little footage in between at the FedEx. Yeah. And he'll be sitting in the locker room by himself, having spoken to the locker room attendant. You give him a, a very nice glass of red wine. But yes, right. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing is, what do you think of Rory's episode? I I thought it, it you know, it, it very much felt like, as we've just said, it was very last minute. It was thrown in at the end. And because the year that we had in 2022 and all all of what was going on on the golf course and off the golf course trying to condense that into an hour it just felt very patchy very all over the place yes, yes. um and you could almost have done that that as a as a two-parter you, you know you in, in a way have yeah i agree with it's it a bit that, cheesy that i found it a bit cheesy it was a bit squeezed in there from from his early days with um chipping into a washing machine and stuff we've all seen before yes exactly exactly yeah. many, there was many 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 times. times yeah but i think it showed how rory is so influential now yeah um uh, in the game and uh, you know and how he's so loved everywhere yeah i mean they had to get rory in because even you know i think still gets me when he's run going down the 18th at the fedex which looks like he's gonna win it and he's he's with probably with the best american playing against him scheffler yeah and the crowd are just still shouting rory yeah rory rory yeah that shows you how big he is in the game yeah the the open was very hard to watch i thought again you know i fast forwarded it yeah it was was difficult but uh, i like the other wee things you know we popped in and was still a bit of family and he says oh poppy poppy doesn't like golf you know i thought that was a nice wee line I think she'll like golf when she realizes that she can go to any store she wants uh, yes. at any point. Who knows where the money's coming from? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how much you'll suddenly say, "Oh no, golf's yeah. not bad." 
totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh, but certainly at the age she's at, obviously she doesn't like yeah, golf. Yeah. I'd have to say if that's not the weakest episode of the season. It's right up there. It's right up there. Yeah, and yeah, we are yeah, huge yeah. Rory fans. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we, yeah. we do believe he's done a phenomenal job for the PGA Tour in 2022 and into 2023. Yeah. I get all of that. But that but it, episode is uh, not outstanding. No. Again, to, to capture that, where I, him winning the FedEx for the only player to win it three times, you know, to catch that, I still think is brilliant by... Yeah. by uh, I, I totally agree yeah. with all of that, but it's still the weakest episode. Yeah. But you, you can tell, like, even some of the footage that they've, they've got with... John Ram and uh, Colin Morikawa and Rory sitting there, you know, having yes. their lunch. Yes. You know, what, what my take on that was, that was the cameras following Colin. And because they managed to get Rory at the end, they sort of like jumped it or like yeah, dropped yeah, it in as yeah, the source of, oh, yeah. here's, here's, here's Rory as part of this. Um, and the, the conversation was pretty dull. Uh, uh, around that table. I, I feel that very much the poor editor, Chad went in one day to the editor and he said, Look, we are actually going to do an episode of Rory. What can you salvage off the yeah, floor? What yes, have you got? Yes, and he's going, yes. oh, for goodness. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that that is is very much the way the season ended. Season one ended. Yeah. It ended on a bit of a damp squib. Yeah. Now, couple of quick questions about it. Let's very quickly, let's grade the whole season. There's only eight episodes. Score the season out of ten. And, and we're not doing it to shock. Um, we're not. No. We're doing it to no. be entirely honest. Six out of ten. I think that's a bit harsh. I. I mean, I wasn't too sure what Do you I want was points going to for expect. participation. Well, no, no. But I was. I mean, it was. It was coming up. It was being publicised. I mean, I was. I. I was in two minds of what this is going to be like. You know, because I never actually watched yeah. Formula One once, so I yeah. wasn't really knowing what to expect. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and the fact that my wife enjoyed it, uh, I think, is also a, a good point. But I would, I would give it um, seven point five out of ten. Okay, I believe it was overhyped. Yeah, I believe the content was a lot thinner than I was expecting. And if I'm being honest, I tend to be with Mike on this. Yeah. I'll give it six out of ten because I really wanted to see it yeah. and all the rest of it. But it was no better than six out of ten. No, put it like this: if season two is not substantially better, more detailed, that they've learnt from what the mistakes in season one, because there are mistakes. Yeah. If you haven't learnt from that and decided to follow certain story arcs and, and decide, and for me, a couple of the really obvious ones, as I say, are, are player-caddy relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, yep. you, if yep. you don't learn from that, I don't know how many seasons they'll pull out of this. Yeah. Like that, that, that and I think like six out of ten, if, if you had said to me, before this came out that I would have graded this six six out of ten. I was like, there's no chance. Because I've watched some of the sort of, you know, the Drive to Survive and I've seen how how progressively better um it's got. Uh but even from like sort of season one, it was it was fantastic. It was brilliant. I just I just felt, you know, from a golfer's point of view and loving seeing like the proper in in behind the 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 curtain, so to speak, yep. that you see in, in Drive to Survive. I think we got like a really small segment of that, or like a really small segment of that. I mean, my wife who does play golf yeah. has said what she really wanted to see in this is far more of what we talked about a few minutes ago, yeah. which is what's your preparation in a tournament week? Yeah. 
what do you do? What's a range session? Yeah. What are all of these things? What? How's your day look? If you're teeing off in the final group, what's your day really look totally. like? Mm-hmm. And I know maybe a lot of people aren't going to want to be followed that yeah. particular day. There are ways you can do it totally. and, oh, yeah. and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And even afterwards, how was your day? What did you go through? The yeah. closest we got to that was the Scotty Scheffler episode, final day of the Masters, and Ted Scott talking to him saying, win or lose, your life doesn't change. Yeah. You're the same yeah. person you yeah. were this yeah. morning. Totally. You know, the, 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 go that, out there and give it your best. That's all you can do. Dude, I, I would love to see that, you know, one day, but leading into a tournament or a significant tournament the yeah. next week, mm-hmm. and it's Rory and he's he's getting up. Is he bringing, is he bringing Poppy to, to school, going mm-hmm. to the range? Is Harry there? Is yeah. is Michael Bannon there? What are they working on? What are they trying to What are they trying to see? How are they gearing up for that course? You know, what are they putting in the bag? What are they changing? Like all that type of thing. If you had ten episodes in season two, yeah, you're gonna have two episodes that focus on process. Yeah, two yeah. episodes yeah. that follow yeah. the wives. Yeah, two episodes that follow uh-huh. the caddies. Yeah. You know, where's well, the caddy living this week? Yeah. yeah. How is he getting to and from? I mean, that whole story that we came up with in last, uh, Joel Damon's caddy, uh, Gino Malley, converted his car and was sleeping, living yes, in his car, yes. driving I love between that. events. I was, yeah. But, but you kind of want to see that. Yeah. You know, there's a mm-hmm. commitment right there that would, in you know, mm-hmm. make you love those guys. I think, so, I think they're going to have to do enough, a lot of that now, yeah. because they're not going to get as many good storylines as they had in time. Well, they can't. No. Yeah, they can't. They, can't, they couldn't possibly no. get as many good storylines as they had there. And did you see uh, Ben Ang, the, the the golfer, came out and said, I just want to clarify, we we all don't travel on PJs. But that, <laughs> yes, yes. But, that, but that's the other thing. Yeah. Is I would like to see the process of a golfer who has to fly commercial yeah. getting between events. Yeah. Getting your golf clubs in, the number of golf clubs that have been going missing mm-hmm. in the last year. Is the caddy with him? Is the caddy gone on? Does the caddy take the clubs with him yeah. when they're flying commercial or yes. does he take his yes. own clubs? How it's does this work? grind, yeah. There is a proper element to that. Yeah. And I think that would be very interesting to me in uh, season two. Season there is also meant to be an LPGA version of that coming out, which really? again, you know, let's be honest, we're all going to watch these because yeah. Yeah. we're golf nerds. Yeah. Well, what? You're talking about the LPGA, but it'll be interesting to see how much Liv will be involved in uh, Well, this is two. my this is one of my questions to the <laughs> yeah. two of you, okay? Would you watch a Liv version of the show? <laughs> no. If Liv, I, I, because they're going to do one. Yeah. You can guarantee yeah, it yeah, that yeah. Liv, if it thinks it can get any additional, they, and they're going to need to do but it this season. They're not yeah. going to be here next season. That's my point. <laughs> if they don't boost their profile, with a show like that, they're and, not boosting yeah. it by and, going and, on on television. They're not showing their product. Mm. I don't think Netflix will accept them. No. <laughs> they're going to have to show it on the the BS channel, you I, know. So I, I think going back to to your point and what you'd sort of said there, Martin, is that you know these these players don't, don't seem to have very very many rights. And Liv could say, "Do you know what, guys? We are putting a camera crew in the boot of your car, yeah. and they are following yeah. you everywhere you go and mm-hmm. everything that you do." In your bedroom, and we, and, yeah, and we own it. Yeah, yeah. and we own it. I, like, yeah. If if somebody's asked me the question, if there's a live version of this, will I watch it for for podcast purposes? Absolutely. But out of interest, absolutely. That's our great yeah. excuse. Yes. yes, for podcast purposes. <laughs> yeah, because we need to know so yeah. we can yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But I mean, the reality is, I don't think they can generate excitement from their golf product. No. And that at the moment is 
you know, straight off the top of my head, I have to go and check. If I want to find out what's coming up next in Live, I have to go and check because I haven't got no yeah, clue. Yeah. No, same. And, yeah. and it's the same event. Yeah. Somebody's going to win four million. Everybody's going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Nobody really cares. Yeah. I think the one that'll be different, I do believe the one that'll be different this year and will actually get surprising amounts of coverage will be the one in Adelaide in Australia. Yeah. Because yeah. they've actually sold, they've out sold tickets. Out, yeah. They've yeah. actually got some interest because there's been so little big pro golf I, there. I actually just want to say it again to that. I've heard that they're going to create uh, a par three uh, such similar to um, Scottsdale, you know, the 16th of Scottsdale. So they're going to have a... Are they copying gonna, somebody else's idea Yes, again? Martin. Yeah, that's yeah, a new a ticket. It's going to be called the Watering Hole and they're going to have... Uh, Discos yeah. and oh. bars and uh, that so. could, you know we, we see what Scott steals like and it's 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 borderline yeah. uh, at the moment if if we're talking about live and some of the stuff we've seen there it could be completely yeah. off the Richter scale. Uh, uh, Actually, I don't think it will be because one yeah. they have a maximum of twenty thousand on yeah. on course, uh, whereas as we know at Scott steal twenty thousand on that hole. There was yeah, yeah there was more than two hundred thousand on the course on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this week. And something we're only going to talk about for a couple of minutes, because we have talked about this place so many times. And listeners, if you go back to this time last year, our podcast will have a whole pile of stuff about Sawgrass. And if you go back at two years, our podcast will have a whole pile of stuff about uh, Sawgrass. Sawgrass, one of my favorite weeks of the year. Utterly love it. If I had to say one event I do not want to miss, it's this and the Masters and the Open. Yes. Those are the yes. three that I would go, I'll, I'll do almost anything not to miss Same. golf yes. there. So here we go. We're at the uh, Masters this week. Is the Masters devalued because there's no defending champion? Absolutely so not. So the players? Yeah. Players, yeah. Yeah, you said the Masters. That's oh. a very good point. And in fact, <laughs> I might even leave that in, Mike, because yeah. it's well nice done, to see Mike. Well done, On the Mike. other hand, I might edit it. Yeah. You'll have to wait and see. Okay, there's no defending champion this no, week at the no. players mm-hmm. at Sawgrass. And Des, you were about to say you don't well, think the event's devalued. Not at all, not at all. And I mean, we have uh, world number one, world number two, and world number three teeing off together. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you're having the top three, and I know that there's a lot more than the top 10, top 20 players, but... I think there's 47 of the top 50. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. No, I think um, it's 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 a lot bigger competition than who won last year. Yeah. yeah. But did you see the interview with Cam Smith this week? No, I haven't uh, seen that yet. So basically, uh, he was asked, you know, obviously you're not going to be there to, to defend. You know, what's your feelings on that? And he came back and he sort of said, you know, obviously I would I would like to be there to defend um, what I what I won last year. Obviously that can't happen, but. Uh, I may, I may actually just go as a spectator and uh, and walk around and, and follow it. And oh, he was being deadly serious. Yeah. So, so if you or so listeners go go and have a have a watch of that interview. Yeah. It's quite quite interesting. There is part of me that hopes he does do yeah, that so because do I. I, I gain. I, I just think he made it such a wrong decision, big time. Because he was a yeah. great player, really scrappy, hard, had just reached the pinnacle. Why why throw it all away? How would it, the crowds react? He had more than enough money yeah. already. How would the crowds react watch, oh, watching Cameron Smith walk down one of the fairways? I, I think I think he'll be well received. Yeah, I think yeah. you'll get the odd idiot, but I think I think he'll be I think he'll be well received. He doesn't live too far away. Actually. No, he's no, he's, yeah. he's pretty close. Yeah. He used to basically practice at right. Sawgrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. his yeah. effective home yeah. course. Okay, who's our pick for the week? Last year, you remember Sawgrass lasted about 
12 days. That's right. It felt like it because of the weather. So hopefully <laughs> yeah. their weather's a bit better. Who do you think's actually going to win? Oh, if, um, if I say, uh, give me a, a, a top five, a definite top five, uh, Rory. I, I'm going to pick Rory to win it. I, I was going to go Rory, but I'm going to go Justin Thomas just to, okay. just to change it up a okay. bit. Justin won it two years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think Rory, Rory run it three years ago. Uh-huh. Rory's just looking very solid at the moment. I, I think at the moment, and he didn't have his best stuff, but he goes back to somewhere where he's won. He goes uh-huh. back to, although he'd won at Bay Hill, to be yeah. fair. I just think Rory is, is ready to play. Do we think John Ram's just gone into a little well, blip this and is what I was he's going to, to reappear maybe I was going in to time say, for the Masters? It's going to be Perhaps. very interesting to see how John Ram plays because he was raging after the, the, those four rounds. He does yeah. do angry quite well. Oh, my yeah. goodness, you know. So I'd be, I'm would be. i just going to say very interested to see if John Ram can uh, hit a top ten. Any other outsiders? Who do we think could suddenly... I mean, look, there's so many good players could could do something. Do you know who started to, to, to pop up on the radar a wee bit more recently uh, for me. And he was always, I always really liked him as a player. Um, Jason Day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they say yeah. they reckon he might win this year. They just not convinced he's going to win a really big event. Yeah. It's a bit like Ricky Fowler is making mm-hmm. inroads, but he's still not, you just no confidence yeah, he's going no, to actually no. win it yet. There's um, no killer streak with him. No, no, no. No. I'd love to see Tyrrell Hatton come down the stretch. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and final question, actually, because a lot of people still debate this, and I think this is a good... We talked about the closing four at Scottsdale Days, yes, and you yes. reckon they're the best closing four. four I actually yeah. reckon these are the best closing three. Yes, yeah. yes. But a lot of people still think 17's a joke hole. I don't. At all. I think it is one of the not world's spectacular golf Iconic. It's not that hard. Until you have to play it. It's risk-reward. It's 138, 140 yards. That's it. But it's not a big target. And uh, No, the pros pros are never comfortable standing on that 17th tee box. No. Never comfortable. Even you see them coming off the 16th, they're even starting to stir across at it, you know, and they just know palms are beginning to sweat. And then it's, it's the one tee box... And look out for it. It's the one tee box that you'll see most pros chatting with their caddies for so long. Yeah. but it, And it's the sheer, you know, whenever, uh, you know, a professional has a hole in one and they're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're happy. I always remember Shane Laurie last year having his hole, hole in one and he was absolutely ecstatic. <laughs> he was going bananas. Yes, sort of thing. Yes, so because it's yes. such a tough, it's yeah. it, you know, it's it shouldn't be on paper, but it, no. but it, it is whenever you're but you're up there. I think Martin and myself can testify. That yeah, even if you do hit the green, there's still a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is the slickest slippery green with barrels. It depends and, where the the flag. Of is. course it is, but I mean, and my advice is to any player that listens to this podcast is the middle of the green. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. No matter where the flag is, I, look, middle of I the think, green. I think most every pros time. are even saying that when they when they. Stand I always up love on watching it. in the final day when they put it up, sort of in the yes. top right hand corner, right. and yeah. somebody and drop hit, down to it. Somebody hits it close, and they go, "Oh, he's a brave man! You <laughs> cut that! You <laughs> did something! You did you not aim hit there! That. Yeah. Correct! You, you know that is you're taking that on. Yeah. You are a very very good uh, player if you can yeah. take that on. No, these are the best in the world, but it's totally. still. Scary as yeah, the Great watch. So this week, yes, a great watch. Hope everybody enjoys the Players' Championship. We will certainly do a little bit of an update off the back of that. 
uh, at the start of the next week. And hopefully we'll maybe have a good story from yeah. Northern Ireland. Now, a couple of other little things to just finish up this evening's uh, podcast. Uh, I do have what I've written euphemistically as, and finally. And then I note, look at the next page and it says, and finally, finally. <laughs> so <laughs> just three three little things uh, to, to go. Flushingit tweeted that Richard Bland must have the best timed win in golf history. Yeah. He played yeah. on the European tour for two decades with no wins, lost his card, went to the Challenge Tour and got it back, won the British Masters, and is now entering the second season on Live, playing for millions of dollars guaranteed. Yeah, good point. Fair play yeah. is what he's written. That is somebody who actually I don't resent no. being on Live because he worked so hard uh, and all the rest of it. I still don't like the money and where it's coming from, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But Richard Bland has busted for two over two decades to try and make a living just, out of golf. Deserves yeah. a break. <laughs> and if he, if he gets his 14 events and only ends up, um, but he, he's, he's mid, mid-tier, so he's probably lifting yeah. two, three, three hundred thousand dollars a tournament. Oh, easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair play. Totally. Right. A Massachusetts uh, amateur, a uh, female amateur, hit an ace in the middle of the most brutal round you will ever see. Really? So here are her scores in a tournament. Okay. And it appears that, uh, so she started with a six mm-hmm. on what looks like a par four. She went six, seven, eight, eight, four, seven, four, which apparently was a birdie, uh, seven, eight for a front nine of 59. Now, this is in a proper, serious amateur competition. Wow. Her back nine, she started uh, five, which appears to be a par three. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, seven, eleven, eight, six, five, eight, one, <laughs> seven for 58. A grand total of 117 shots <laughs> with an ace. That is incredible. That's my sort of card. That is an unbelievable <laughs> card. And it just made me laugh. You've got to frame that card. I, know, I mean, look how badly yeah, I was playing. Yeah. Oh, look what happened. And we had an experience like that a number of years ago. One of our players uh, arrived at the 14th tee at Royal Belfast with five points on the card and raging. He was going to walk in, but he was just going to he'd play the 14th and then walk up the yeah. path. And he hold a four for an ace no for five points. So suddenly he's gone from five oh, points to ten, ten points. Yes. And he ended up playing the last four holes. But... He was. I, th- I think I had to find about three of his arms in in the woods. Oh, I previous think, to that, uh, he was a he was a renowned <laughs> club thrower. He was a club thrower, you know. But uh, <laughs> it, that's a remarkable little story. Okay, and finally, finally, the winner of the Arnold Palmer Invitational, as we indicated earlier in the podcast, lifted three point six million dollars for his win. Mm-hmm. Arnold Palmer made three point six million dollars in his 52-year golfing career. Uh-huh. However, Arnie turned that $3.6 million into $885 million. And I've just written here, well played, Mr. Palmer. Yes, indeed. That is a, a remarkable, that's how that's he, good. he actually appears to have been one of the good businessmen. Yeah. yeah. And, no, apparently he was just betting on Jack Nicholas every week. <laughs> but as you've seen recently, Jack Nicholas has won the rights to his own name again. Oh, has he? he? Had, he had sold yeah. and took his name out and wasn't actually allowed to do design work 
by himself. He was he was in dispute with his former partners. Jack, by all accounts, has not been a spectacularly good businessman. Yeah, mm, and has okay. been tight for yeah. money on a few occasions. And this is the other thing we know about Phil. Phil is oh, well. yeah. <laughs> desperate for cash. So there are a number of these boys who aren't, they're winning decent money, but they're not great business people. No. It appears that Mr. Palmer was. Well done. Can, can I just interject just before we close this off? You, you, the, my, my, my two pals here will probably have noticed I, I was on my phone quite furiously at, Hello, at the yes. last section there. And what I've managed to do is pull the script for episode five, which was the Matt Fitzpatrick and yes. the DJ one. Ooh. And quotation. Uh-oh. I can, sh- I can show you 7,000 shots if people want to see, Fitzpatrick <laughs> tells producer. <laughs> I'm always pushing uh, to be better, and the analytics show me in black and white where I need to Go, improve. Mike. Go, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait, sorry. That means Martin was wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a happier young Mike in the for studio. The, for those of you watching in black and white, <laughs> Mike was actually jumping up and down and Woo. punching the air. Yes. And I so hope, I just so hope that the producer doesn't cut this from tonight's podcast. <laughs> That's, that was the other bit I was going, he's going to cut this out. That is, it would be so, so hard. But do you know what? Uh, I believe that this is something that should stay in. Yeah. So, Okay. It has to be wrong, but <laughs> it appears that you've you've pulled the script. I did wonder why you were furiously looking through. This is why you have a young person Correct. on the pod. They can check things as they we can, go along. Although it did make him look somewhat distracted when I looked towards him a couple of times for a comment. But uh, yeah. anyway. He's, uh, he's so happy. It's a rare night, I will say. Fair play, Mike. I Thank think you. you may well have caught me out on that one. And on that bombshell, people. <laughs> And until we're back with another episode, my name is a very crestfallen Martin. Mine's a lovely smiley days. <laughs> Mine's an ecstatic mic. <laughs> and uh, depending on which edit you hear of this podcast, I hope you've enjoyed it. And we will see you again very, very shortly. If you've enjoyed this episode of In the Footsteps of Giants, please hit the subscribe button from wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you'd like to leave us a good review, that would be most helpful as well. And if you'd like to interact with the podcast, please use our Twitter feed, which is at itfog podcast, and we'll happily deal with any queries or suggestions that you might uh, like to give us for future episodes.